Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I fight you, I fight myself, I fight God to tell me how many burdens left, I fight pain and hurricanes, today I wept, I'm trying to fight back tears, flood on my doorstep, life to live in hell, puddles of blood in the street, shooters on top of the building, government aid ain't relief, earthquake, the body drop, the ground breaks, the poor run with smoke lungs and scar face, who need a hero, hero. you need a hero, look in the mirror, there go your hero, who on the front lines, the ground zero, hero. my heart don't skip a beat, even when hard times bumps the needle, mass destruction and mass corruption, the souls are suffering men, clutching on deaf ears again, rapture is coming, it's all prophecy, and if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gotta be. All powers to oppress people, African power to an African people, and black power, it's your brother, Yang Nkrumah, coming to you again on another Sunday, man, and I always enjoy Sundays, time for a political education and to drop with you. This is the People's Black Panther Party for Self-Determination. Um, and I want to talk about what to everyone I've been talking about, what has been on their lips. I mean, unless you're not connected to any form of social media, unless you're really not hooked up with anyone in the black power, <clears throat> excuse me, in the so-called black power movement or black conscious community, whatever we've labeled it these days, uh, then you've had to hear, see hear about the NFAC and their demonstration on Stone Mountain. That's what we're talking about today. And I want to know how you feel about it. You know, this is our platform. Listen, I, I, I have to give a disclaimer about my show every time I start because I don't want anyone to, you know, get personal. This is a show for everyone's opinion. Whether you were throwing confetti, at the sight of armed black men or black women, or whether you were concerned, your opinion is valuable because we want to represent you. 
So if you want to chime in at any point in this discussion, press one, we'll recognize you. Uh, and I'll start it. You know, professionally, I haven't sat with my party to be able to discuss it professionally, to analyze it, to really see what this puts us as a people. Uh, and I think that every organization should do that. Personally, man, I thought it was Black Christmas. I and Listen, I am a person that will own up when I am wrong. And I didn't think it was possible at some points in my life. I knew we wanted to fight for defense. I knew we were about that. But to have enough discipline or to have enough um, respect for someone that could make a call like that and galvanize brothers and sisters to that degree, kudos and props to the brother Grandmaster Jay, I can't wait to meet or speak with him in person, just on a personal level. It's about, you know what, I equated it, and a lot of you are going to get mad at me, but in hell with it. You know, this is anger. It almost is like the time when Obama won the pres- presidency, <laughs> if anybody understands. As a revolutionary, I know all the political, you know, foobahs about it. I knew, you know, it was one big charade. And I'm not saying, I'm not equating this to that. I'm just saying in, um, you know, using it as an example. I knew everything rationally and logically I should be looking at when Obama won the presidency. But as a black person, just to see one of us take the seat in the White House just tickled me. It tickled me. So this tickled me. It tickled me in a good way. I love to see, you know, yeah, it was bravado. Yeah, it was macho, but I loved it. Every month, I think I've watched every clip given to me. And so after it fed this, you know, emotional high that I had to see us, you know, stand up. It, it, it's, it's always invigorating to see that from us. Um, you know, I said, okay, let's calm down. Take a breather, bruh. Okay. You know, I mean, and another thing why I was good, because it's right after the, I mean, what was, was that on the fourth? Excuse me. It was on the fourth. So I woke up and said, because I usually sleep through that madness. Um, so to wake up to that was, ah, anyway, saw a video, you know, because then the revolutionary starts kicking in. My uh, particular field, or if, if, if I say interest, because I don't want anyone thinking I'm trying to come off like Professor King being of revolutionary politics. No, it's not the case. But, you know, we all have interests and things that we've dedicated a lot of our time in particular uh, areas of so-called liberation and freedom struggle for black people. Uh, So, you know, when that kicked in on me, my particular interest, that being revolutionary politics, I said, okay, yeah, I'm past, I'm over that a little bit. The marching and this, and it looked good, but I'm over it a little bit. Let's see what he's talking about. And to my pleasant surprise, uh, I found the clip, and, you know, it was the usual, you know, how we do as black men, especially when we pulled off such an amazing feat, begging kudos. Uh, so, you know, you had the usual celebratory language, the, you know, like the end of a football game type thing. Um, but I was listening for the politics, and he said a key thing that I loved up, that I have been preaching from day one when I talk about our liberation struggle and everyone playing a position. His brother, Grandmaster Jay, said, we are a militia and we're a coalition of groups that got together. 
We're a militia now, but one day we hope to be the military backbone of a black nation. Come on. I said, I hope the people didn't get so enraptured and so enthralled with just the excitement. And if they did, they allowed themselves a moment to come down. You know what I'm saying? But I hope that uh, they really heard that message that he wanted the militia to grow to be the military backbone of a mighty nation. He didn't say he wanted a military nation. He didn't say he wanted to militarize all the masses of people. I think just from seeing his ability to pull that to get pull that off, and uh, you know the way that people respond to him, I'm assuming that. And I don't like to make assumptions, but I, I you know, I gamble on this. And anyone knows me knows I'm not a gambler, man. And not because I'm so moral. I'm just a sore loser. So <laughs> I don't like to take those chances. But I I I I take this one um, because when you're able to pull that many people together, you 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 have a charisma, you have something about yourself, and you have to be relatable. So he is a man that can relate to the revolutionaries that understand revolutionary politics, and I think that he does. And it's not even just revolutionary politics. Let's call them freedom politics. Let's call them that because we get lost in the revolution. Everything's masquerading as revolutionary. Now, let's call it freedom politics. So this brother understood freedom politics. That's what it's all about. That's what I've been screaming. I mean, it, that I almost get cartwheels when I heard that. Because we now we have a coalition of brothers and sisters, the non-around click, because I don't know. I know this program, I usually have young listeners. So I and I didn't put my uh, language advisory warning up. So I'm a, I'm gonna be mindful. Um, but we have this coalition calling themselves that. And 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 let me tell. Let's touch on that one second. I know I'm all over the place. So slow down. Let me get a call sign. This is the People's Black Panther Party for self determination. If you want to chime in, if you know anything about Grandmaster J and the NFAC, hey, press one. We'll recognize you. Love to talk about it, and I love to get your take when you uh, agree or disagree. Because you know, a little later in the show, we'll get the opposite opinion. I've I've spoken to quite a few people, and not everyone was as as elated as I was to see it. You know, there were some concerns, and and listen, they were valid concerns. I think that uh, this is why again go to the brother's statement about building a nation. The nation is. Um, a collective of people. It isn't even just about building a nation. We are a nation, about recognizing that we are a nation. And now we have brothers saying we're willing to defend what nations do, and that's empower their people. So if we build an institution, a school, a hospital, uh, just anything for our advancement, this brother and these brothers and sisters in this coalition, from what I take from that statement of saying, hey, we're willing to develop and form to be the military structure, the defense and the offense for said nation. I love it. Anyway, um, some of the concerns that that I had received in talking to the people were, one was reprisals and retributions. They were like, come on, Yanger, you know these people are really cowardly. They're not going to confront. They see that. They're not going to confront that. If any, I mean, you said, like, look at all their assassinations and things in history. They're hiding bushes. 
You know, they pick soft targets. Look at Dylan Roof. Very valid points. I make the voice to make the distinction, not to mock those points. Very valid points. You know what I'm saying? I think at one it was reported, and I have to check my face. I have to get with my party. Somewhere in Atlanta had the fourth after the warning that the Huey P. Newton Gun Club had put out. I think there was a shooting. I think the car had rolled up and shot into a gathering. So uh, these are some real reprisals are real. You know, like, you know, my only thing that is be patient with it. I don't think that having a coalition or militia absolves us from personal responsibility or local responsibility for those organizations that have defense mechanisms. And I don't think, my thing was, I don't think I heard the brother say that. I didn't hear the brother detract from anybody's specific goal as an organization, but only speak for a larger collective goal, which is the defense of black life. That's what I heard, but you know I'm a I'm a, I'm a politicist. <laughs> I make living out of lemonade, but that's what I heard. Um, and so while that is a concern, that would be a, also a concern without that maneuver. Does it heighten it? Does it agitate? Yeah, yeah. Is it meant to? I think to a degree. I think to a degree it's meant to stir agitation and conversation in the white community because you have those white liberals that kind of know this ain't what you want to see. And so it puts pressure on them to go back to those staunch, hard right-wing so-called conservatives or good old America who think they're going to do in a thing they want to do. And those more rational white folks say, listen, you, do you not see a thousand black people in the street with guns? You know Negroes are off. So slow down, let's think about that. So, yeah, it does. It, I think agitation is necessary. I think the threat of violence is, you know, un, it's it's unfortunate but necessary, but not unnecessary. Very unfortunate. It's unfortunate you got to speak that language. People who know me personally know really, man, I mean, despite what the image of me comes across, knows that I'm not, I mean, I'm sharing a little secret with you. Please, y'all don't go start saying I'm like the white folks. I don't want my, I don't need all these parenting tips from you people, but I'm going to share something. I don't whip or beat my children. Never have. I think it's too similar to white folk. I think they whip and beat people. I So I don't. Does that make me better? No, I'm paying for it. Boy, if you stick in the black traditions, you might want to do it now. Are they too big to do it? It'll be a fight. You can't whip and beat them now. That's called a fight because I got big boys. But if you stick to your black traditions, you let me say that. But I'm saying, so I said all that to say, I'm not one who, you know, is a big advocate for violence. I really believe in civilized methods. I don't believe they're civilized, but I really believe the responsibility of the civilized people is to pursue civilization and peace to the very tip of an extreme, uh, to the tip of the stream of destruction. But have a force in place so mighty that when you have to push the button, it's like, listen, I try to save you guys. I can't talk to General, uh, get him. Push the button and General, get him, get him. You know, that's what. So I think that agitation, I think that type of, you know, uh, deterrent, I think it does act as a deterrent. So I do hear that, though. And what I hope it does, if it begins to concern us to that degree that we will begin to go, if we belong to uh, progressive 
black organizations that we begin to discuss this very real issue of defense in our community, not just one organization. The other thing I liked about what the brother did was I haven't seen, it's been a mission since I've seen a functioning coalition. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, uh, it, he did, it wasn't an organization. It wasn't, a, it was a coalition. It's been a minute since I've seen one of those really functioning. I think the last one I've seen, uh, was in Atlanta, and anybody from Atlanta chime in and hit me was um, the organization of function the African organization of function I can't forget the, the the exact name, but in Atlanta, and we took you know our issues and everything. It was a coalition of various organizations that respected the leadership to seek their advice and counsel, and even a lot of times their decisions in in issues of conflicts between organizations. You know. So this type of thing was going on. Let's go to the phone lines. We got somebody calling in. Two five two three seven seven two. Excuse me, your mic is open. Peace. This is Sister Arena. Peace, um, Sister Arena. What's good? I do agree with you. I'm holding. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. When I when I seen it, I was like, yeah, I was spiked up. Um, I just want to say that it is good to see it. Because our people need to see that strength again. We don't really see that strength anymore. You know, yeah. but we do still yeah. have to be careful, you know. And I just wanted to, um, to say these brothers are, from what I have researched, they are ex-military. So they're organized. Uh-huh. They're not going to come out there. Oh, yeah. and, 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 you know, the name stands for um, not fucking around. So yeah, he even coalition. Yeah, he said it. So I just wanted to say I'm proud of them. I hope we have many more to come. We need everybody to wake up like that. That's all I want to say. Right on. Big kudos, man. Big kudos. And, and you know, I'm on that. And thanks. I appreciate that, Sister Shabazz. Um, you know, that's the... That's the sentiment of the majority of people that I'm getting, man. It's just like kudos. Just after getting you know, punched on and kicked around and battered and bruised. It's like somebody standing up and saying, you know, hey, no more. And we're not going to lurk in the shadows. You know, we're not going to hide in the shadows. We're not going to say we're about to, we're going to show up. And I think, you know, I heard, you know, what any revolution is, you know, the exercise of the Second Amendment rights. Listen, the road to re- revolution is a process, not an event. Radical reform is a prelude to revolution. You have to push their laws to the extreme. And black men, a thousand black men walking down the streets with guns is pushing the Second Amendment right. You put them in a fight. <laughs> you keep doing that. They're going to have to fight themselves. They're going to be like, look, we got to take the guns. You know, you put them, you expose us part of revolution, exposing the hypocrisy and the contradictions in their law. They can't go back and disarm these, but that's what I love about it. Radical reformism. You challenge them with their own laws. You know, sometimes you don't come right out and be an outlaw. You you come like George Jackson said. You come with the you come to grips with the terms that eventually outlawism or the fact that you may be an outlaw is a very real possibility because if you're fighting for freedom at some point in time, um, the existing current structure and construct is going to conflict with your idea of freedom. So you're going to be an outlaw. 
But in the meantime, until you cross that bridge, you should push their law to the extreme. And a thousand brothers demonstrating their Second Amendment rights at Stone Mountain just tickles me. It just pushes the, it makes them one question the Constitution and the amendments. <laughs> so funny. So right, right on. Now, like he said, what, what, uh, at the same time, when we have someone stepping up, willing to take this responsibility, willing to say, okay, you know what, I'm going to be uh, the, the military for the, the military backbone we're willing to develop into that, then we have to understand what government means and self-government, the governing looks like, because the military isn't a self-supporting entity. What did what 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 a self-supporting entity means? It's not an organization by itself. It shouldn't have to fund itself. It shouldn't have to supply itself. If you have what brothers willing and sisters willing to get out there and face themselves in harm's way for a so-called nation, then they have to be funded. Economics. We go back to basic economics. We go back to need. For black businesses That right there What you saw as a demonstration It was nice to look at it It was great to cheerlead it on Can we fund and support it Can we be the inspiration And motivation To keep its continuance To give our brothers and sisters Who are willing To sacrifice blood, life, and limb For our liberation A reason to fight Can we get that black school To give them a, a target defense See, after a while What happens is Our brothers and sisters Don't get tired of marching Up and down the street no destination, no targets, no institutions to defend. After a while, we're going to get tired of seeing it, and they're going to get tired of doing it. You see, we feed off one another. We are communal. It's a symbiotic relationship. This is why I'm always talking about that whole rank structure. Get out of that neocolonialist thinking that we're, uh, what do they call that, linear? When we're a cipher, that you're up and down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. First, you do this. Then you do that. Okay. How you go? Black person. Really? You? Civilizer? The giver of, 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 of all knowledges? And I'm a religious person. So I say by the permission of the most high created divine force. Huh? How are you going to try to... Array all of that that resides in you in a straight line. Okay, good luck. They got a place for that. In every day, they they call mental asylums. You know, they got cute little names over the horizon. Blue ducks on the lake. You know, they got a cute little name where they keep you medicated because you're sitting there trying to get a thought that is all encompassing in some type of line, some type of order. You see, so we're like that in our social cultural understanding. These brothers came and motivated us and, you know, fed us. Now we have to see, start to bridge these gaps and these lines, how we can support Nate, how we can have our causes, because our cause is already one cause, but how we can work together to bring it to fruition. So I mean, listen, I hope someone from that is in that coalition, I'm waiting for my invite. I'm, I'm going to share a little secret. We have, I was contacted by uh, a, a member, a warranty that was invited to the training. I was so tickled. And I see we have our national direct operation on there. You were about to be notified. I let the cat out of the bag. I was tickled. 
you know, because this is what it's about. And I can't wait to receive an invite to be able to speak to them personally, to be able uh, to build on that. At the end of the day, I think that this is what we should be trying to accomplish. This, this unification. You know, what was some of, like I said, this is people's black Panther party. It's open for discussion. I'd love to know some of your take on it. What did you think when you saw that? What did you think when you saw that coming down the street? And if you have a revolutionary perspective, if there's, you know, uh, some way that you felt like you may disagree with the things that you heard, nobody, this is our fault. You are entitled to your opinion. I would love to hear it. I'm trying to think of, because I very rarely heard kickbacks from it. So it's, I'm trying to think of other disagreements. Outside of, uh, you know, people worried about reprisals, there really wasn't much that could be said. I think that, uh, like I said, I think that it's a point of discussion. I think that it opens it up for what you can do in your locale. I know what it did do for me. I know one of the things that I know the brother said, and we can (laughs) discuss that. The brother said, screw Black Lives Matter. F Black Lives Matter. We can't stand them. I like to know how you feel about that. Is that divisive? You know, how do you feel about that? Is 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 that further division in the movement? Do we need Black Lives Matter? Is this something that can be exploited by the enemy to drive a wedge further? Uh, or to drive a wedge deeper in already divided people? I mean, the question's out there. Clearly, they don't mess with Black Lives Matter. Emphatically non-cypher God. Emphatically non-cypher God. No, they don't mess with Black Lives Matter. I'd love to know how you feel about it. Uh, now, we get on me, Brother Yeager. There again. This is this is why I love this radio program. It's political education in an open forum. A lot of times they're going to talk, and I haven't even discussed with my committee, so it's even open for my central membership to come in and have their own personal opinion uh, before it's stated as a party policy. And this is one of those times to get the pulse of the people. We can't state policies and opposition on a thing, and I don't know how the people feel. This isn't, you know, that type of leadership. We really want to know. Even I may disagree, but if the pulse of the people is this, is this, then it may need to be a party policy and a program or a procedure we have to look into implementing because the majority go with that. So I can only speak personally how I feel about them saying screw Black Lives Matter and, uh, you know, it being divisive. I say, again, kudos to him. Straight up, straight up. I mean, yo, is it something personal with Black Lives Matter? Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Um, why? Because I, just, I don't know enough about them. I think that they are so, you know, confused, you know, who funds them, what this is about. I think that the whole organization is so full of confusion itself that right now to even deal with them, is just, we need to just look not even call attention to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad that now I hope that it, as further it goes on, he draws less and less attention to him, just outshine. 
I think that the brother made his uh, his statement clear, who he was representing, what they were about, what they was representing in their position uh, on what Black Life Matter represents or how they address the issues. Let's go to the phone lines. I see our national director of operations on now. Talk to the people, seven. Greetings. How are you, Chairman? Greetings. I'm good, man. I'm glad you I'm glad you had the time to chime in. Okay, you hanging out for a minute? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what's yeah. up. Yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to. Okay. Um, because you talked what's about your... a couple of things. Yeah, you're talking about a couple of things. I, I, I'm like, let me just nah, put my two cents in it. And this is my two cents. I love the disclaimer. You're like, look, this is me, and we're going to get the party in a minute. And so, you know, these these type of uh, raw conversations are, are necessary from time to time. Um, you know, all this weekend, I, I've had some really, really deep conversations about freedom about what this word actually means. And um, even when as far as to, to kind of sit down and to decipher between the 4th of July versus Juneteenth, what does freedom really mean? Freedom means that you have the ability to gather these people together and they can come bearing their arms. It can be safe. It can do that. That's freedom. That's a freedom that we have. But with every freedom, there's a cost. And I think that, you know, a lot of times we get confused thinking that freedom is free. Freedom is not free. Freedom has a cost. And so just like these people that are out, you know, with their machinery, understand the cost might be their life. The cost might be their job. Their cost may be, you know, there there's so many costs when you do demonstrations like that. And so the question comes, um, are we ready to pay this price? Is that, that to me is the question. And the question that we mm-hmm. have to think about when we do anything on these lines, you know, um, I love seeing people get together on any front, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, look, just be together for once, you know, trust each other. You know how much trust you got to have? In order to stand, even though if you got your gun, to stand beside somebody else with a gun whose gun may be bigger than yours, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I'm going to trust you know what to do with that, you know. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot mm-hmm. of unity and, and training and all these positive things that we get displayed with that. But the question is, you right. know, what is the cost? And we never fully know the cost. And, you know, when we talk about being the people party, when we talk about being a service for the people, you know, we have to always think about how much money we got so we can pay what costs come up, you know, because we, you know, when you're out there, we don't really know what the people need. And that when we have these types of discussions and we're figuring it out, you know, there's somebody on the back end saying, hey, we can't, we can't pay that cost, you know, or at least there should be. At least there should be. Yep. So, you know, my my question is, you know, for the freedoms that we do have, the freedoms that we can see, are how many of us are really re- ready to pay the cost behind that? You know, just like our police comes out of our paycheck, are y'all ready to really step back and say, hey, look, I'm going to put 
5% of everything I got into backing them because they deserve to be backed, you know. I, I don't believe in people, <laughs> other people paying for your freedom and your safety. Right. You have to pay something for right. your freedom and your safety, you know what I'm saying? And so, you exactly. know, um, there has to be balance. There has to be understanding. And, you know, sometimes our people, we get lazy. We start to think, oh, mm-hmm. you're supposed to do that for me. You know, not trying to be funny, mm-hmm. but the white man has been doing it. They've been feeding us, clothing us, housing us. So it's like there comes a mentality that comes with that, that you're supposed to be given everything. And so we're fighting a couple of battles here just in the idea of having this coalition for us. But I Absolutely. think it's a worthy idea. You know, I would much rather be able to call my brother if I have a problem with my brother, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. there's been times mm-hmm. and situations where I'm like, you know what, I need to call the police, but this person has a better chance of duking it out without the police rather than having the police come and everybody gets arrested. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a difficult place to be because in some places we're really at ABC level of education that are not mm-hmm. going to understand how we all play, we all receive benefits from actions like that. We all receive benefits mm-hmm. from that. So we all should be contributing in some way to that. Absolutely. And, and you know, especially when as corona breaks and we get out more, little simple things like you said, when we have organizations or events, uh I hate to say hiring the brothers out, but contributing to their fund to let them defending it, let them little things we can do. That's very real issues, man. Economic support. I'm talking about, and I know I'm getting into specifics and this isn't the time for so many specifics, but something as simple as they came to Atlanta, you know, do we have, can we start getting places where we can house them? It may not be the Hilton. See, I hate to see a thousand black people converge on a place you know, talk about the system, and we have to give the money right back to the system. Were they shown the black restaurants? Were they shown the black places to crash? If not, did we have houses or places that could, you know, I know some of you cats, in Atlanta, and I know some of you cats got big warehouses. And I mean, when I say I know some of you cats got it, I know you got it because I know you. <laughs> you know, you got places to house troops. We have to begin to really pull together like that and look at it practically. I like what uh, Seven said. We're people that have been in, in war said it in his language. War we call it domesticated. You're domesticated. He calls it domesticated. Mm-hmm. He, sure he calls it domesticated. <laughs> you know, we'll have, have your way of snapping out of that funk. So you begin to, when you, as domesticated, you're dependent on the people. I even like to call it uh, starstruck or entertainment hypnotized, meaning, um, we like to show up for events. We like to be entertained. It's like going to the concert. We don't think about the lights, stage, hand, the people. I don't know if you've ever seen an event put together, but it is a lot of organization, manpower, and everything. They go, hey, listen, Seven, to tell you, she does minor little events, there, and there's a lot of behind the scenes, a lot of behind the scenes. But we like to show up, get what we get, and we're done with it, you know, from organization. So, we have to be more behind the scenes with it. 
and we right. and I and I tell you this, as have been having the opportunity to work behind the scenes and organizing and just other little things that I've done. When you work behind the scenes and get to witness the actual program or event or whatever take place and it's successful, the cleanup and everything is so much, it, it, you appreciate it so much more. I mean, when you see your work go into a well-executed thing, you appreciate it so much more than just if you just showed up, got it, and left. You may enjoy it, but you really appreciate it. And this is how we have to go into these things outside of, Thinking from um, an entertainment perspective and, and, and really begin to look at it as a life organism, you know, like a life organism. I don't know. One of our problems is we are so domesticated. It's hard to say that because many of us don't give to charities, period. I mean, at least one point in time I could say, shut for the church. Y'all type. Now y'all don't even type. Y'all stingy. Y'all, boy. So it's hard to get a nickel Out of people But we really have to dig deep And 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 see How worth it it is To our advancement And I know a lot of this now may be premature If not this particular Coalition, militia Or whatever We This is just a glimpse Of what's to come We're living in changing times I like what um, also Seven said, and Seven, your mic is still open. You can jump in there. You know I get to rap it. Okay, I think a phone may have dropped. I also like uh, something she said. She said we have to be willing to pay the cost. Um, you know, I, I think that they, that demonstration is almost like saying that, like, yo, we're willing. We don't, even if we don't know the full cost, we know what we're paying now is too high. You know, what we're paying now is too, too expensive. It's too expensive to ignore. You know, you gotta, you gotta show me now because it's like, you keep threatening me with your full wrath. You keep saying what you do to me, how so blessed I should be and how so lucky and how so much advancement I've made. And I don't see any of that advancement. I see some of the same treatment, you know, and I'm not going to poo-poo on the ancestors. I do see uh, their, their efforts. But yeah. I now, at this point of time, it's like, okay, y'all cats do, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, we free. The only You can't keep saying, well, y'all free. <laughs> oh yeah, we've been free for a minute, bro. In case you didn't know, so called. So what we're saying yeah. now, the time is coming up where we're waking up from this uh, social amnesia, saying, "Wait a minute, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. We're free. Thank you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We kept saying, man, we ain't free, and y'all kept saying, y'all free. What you complaining about? It happened so long ago. We're like, no, not really. You're like, no, you're free. What are you crying about? We're like, no, we not free. Y'all doing this, y'all doing that. No, you're free to finally like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Put your knee on my neck again. That's what you do. Put your darn knee on my neck. You're right. You're absolutely right. I am free. I'm not behaving like I'm a free person. And now that I behave like a free person, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, put up a shut up because I'm biting into, I believe everything else you said. So now I'm believing this free thing, you know, and I'm at the opinion that it can't, how, show me how much worse it can be. If I start saying, you know what, you're not going to do this to me no more. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, you know, I, I'm go, go ahead. On you. 
I'm a flipper. Show me how much better it can be. You know what I'm saying? You know, I right. see okay, I like that. How much better it can be. You know, because we, we seem worse and we we're accustomed to worse and I think that worse is what keeps us kind of still at times when we should be moving because, like, I already did this. I already done that. You know, it makes us callous, you know what I'm saying? And so, but we don't know how much better it can be. And and that's the part that we have a problem with in general, you know. And then other people that do have a slight idea that it gets better, they totally forget about the people who don't know. You know, that was the whole thing of Juneteenth. There was a whole group of people in Texas that didn't know and were not acting as if the the, the slaves had uh, had their freedom as far as, you know, the government had said you're going to have this freedom. So, you know, there a lot of us don't act like it. And, and one thing I want to say, and I'm not going to, you know, this is not Big Mama's house, so I'm just going to say this last little piece. Like the chairman said about this this coalition that was in Atlanta of the street and um, how we have to be more supportive. We've got to, as a people, when when we see people doing things in such a positive way, we have to support them. We can't keep asking them to fund our freedom, you know what I'm saying? And so when it comes to what you consider yourself free on, whether you got financial freedom, whether you got mental freedom, spiritual freedom, whatever kind of freedom you're you're going to sit here and claim in 2020. And I think everybody should sit down and claim something, put your little mark in. But I think we have to stop and think, what are you willing to do about that? Are you willing to open up your house? And, and I've had people at the house. You know, I, we grew up, right. you know, second generation, we grew up with people at the house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, we didn't have Funds. We didn't, people didn't have money to fund their <laughs> to fund the revolution. We just got some right. extra rights. You know what I'm saying? We just got some food. We just we offered what we had, and we're not doing enough of that now. You know, people shouldn't have That's to stay right. in hotels. Not in Atlanta. Atlanta, Black Mecca. You know, mm-hmm. we got so many people there. You know, there shouldn't be a need for us to spend money outside of our community. Because so, then at that point, who's really gaining from us doing this work if we're spending all the money in white hotels and if we're spending all the money yeah. in these white restaurants and everything else like that? I know they're like, shoot, come back again. Come back next weekend and demonstrate. A- do whatever absolutely. you need to do because y'all dropped a nice dollar. Man, listen, like 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 Seven is saying, we grew up like second generation. We that's what we call second generation. And you'd be surprised at the little boom that gives. That little two, three hundred dollars one of y'all was gonna give for a room. You know what I'm saying? You can give that family a little four hundred dollars. Three of y'all up in there. I mean that boom. Not only does it help, you know, not only does it encourage um racial solidarity and spirit and contribution to our cause, it also economically helps us. You know what I'm saying? If you had that money to give, if they and like you said, we hosting. So at the at the at the worst, I would ask the host put it towards food to feeding the soldiers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Seven said, it's all about us chipping in. You know, the Haitian Revolution, yeah. all these revolutions, the soldiers were somewhere eating beans and rice. They wasn't in four star hotels, put up like this and that. You know, they right. were just a cut. 
doing it. The masses supply doing it. Where do you think the supply line, when we read about these fights and these revolutions, where do you think they got supply lines and medical supplies and they were ducked off to? Seven said one yeah. something one time a national director of operation we were talking and she is funny. She said, uh, yeah, we go back to the, I was talking about the underground. She said, yeah, we you know like we talk about the grassroots movements. She said, yeah, we the roots movement, the underground. You know what I'm saying? Roots are underground. We have to go back to the basic essentials. If not straight underground, we have to be to the ground. You know what I'm saying? Right. We have to be That's right. that. Um, willing to support whatever aid we can, assist in whatever manner we can to strengthen every program. And it starts with, you know, those programs that brothers or take and sisters are taking the initiative to to take the lead on. Programs like that and not just in defense. If you find a program, you know what I love about this coalition thing because it can be used as an example for other things throughout our movement. If you're in your city and you have a program, like in Atlanta, I hate that this program kind of broke broke away. My man Kalani with FTP, which meant everything, fuck the police, <laughs> free the prisoners. The, the, the thing I joined them on was feed the people, fight the power. I, I thought it was genius that FTP was just whatever you were, hey, join it. I'm like, what does yeah. FTP mean? Uh, Fight the power, he's what like, yeah. And then we'd be talking, what, 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 and then what, somebody what, come up and be like, yeah, man, I'm down with that fuck the police. He'd be like, yeah, FTP. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. That's for you, right? Yeah, what do you need it to mean? I, I, you know, I know what it means to me, but okay. what do you need it to mean? What is it what going to you take need you it to mean over to here and put your boots on these ground right here? You okay. know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, so I got with him with Feed the People, and he had a nice Feed the People's program. And one of the things that made it successful is he opened it up. FTP was a coalition. He opened it up to anybody, and that's how it meant so many things. You know what I'm saying? You'll find him everywhere from speaking about natural eating to police brutality. You'll find Kalanji Chang. You know what I'm saying? That's him. So I, I, I think I said all that to say, if you're in a city somewhere and someone has a program that's running and that's successful, why we invent the wheel? Why mm-hmm. we invent the wheel? Yeah, I know they're the uh, Afro-African spirit party from Mars. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah. if we, well, if you platform? can find... <laughs> yeah. What's the platform? What, what, what what's are they the platform today, right? you know? Right. How right. Are going to be so right, what's it about today? So if it's about social empowerment, mainly black empowerment predominantly, and today y'all feeding a program, I'm out feeding with y'all. Now when y'all say, okay, now it's time to go put aluminum foil on our heads and meditate. Okay, I, yes. I catch up with y'all, right? Okay, got you. Yeah. You know, I mean, y'all yes. talk about. It. I'm not going to ask why y'all got rental wrap on your head. It's not my business at this point. We were feeding the people. Yeah. That's what we agreed on. When you did your thing, it was time we break out peace, man. So now they going to be like Power, Hotep, or Baragani, all that good stuff. You know, yeah. we don't have to yeah. be divisive. We That's the thing yeah. about freedom. You know what's beautiful about freedom? You have the right to choose what you want to do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That's the thing about we I don't have to, to be divisive. We, we have yes. to start taking that seriously. We have to start really recognizing we do have some freedoms, okay? 
we're not exploring mm-hmm. them all the way. We're not, you know, so right it's, uh, we, we got to get to the point where it's like, you know, if I'm not focusing on what I don't have, I'm focusing on what I do have. I don't think people understand what our ancestors did. And I, I and forget ancestors, which your mom and daddy did. I don't think you understood the hardships that they endured in in order to make sure that you had a decent education, you know, to make sure that you had food, to make sure that someone was looking after you while they were out doing any and everything that they felt they needed to do. And so, you know, I don't think we understand. They weren't about looking at what they don't have. I mean, I can look around. There are a lot of things I don't have, but there's so many things that I do have. I'm going to explore that all the way. And there's some places and spaces I'm like, man, I didn't even touch this. You know, I, I haven't even gone there. You know, I have not even developed this fully, but I'm asking for something else. And so, you know, I, I'm into resources. Every, You know, I'm the National Director of Operations. It's the perfect position for me. I'm into resources. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, what are you doing with your resources? Well, what resources? Look, you cook, right? That's a resource. You clean, right? That's a resource. Somebody needs that service. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have to get to the point mm-hmm. where we can recognize, you know, when other people have skills. You know, one thing that you said about the movement and the behind the scenes, back in the day, there was not one particular piece that got highlighted, like now. Right. Like now, we see the quote-unquote show. But back in the day, there was there was not that show that was captured. Everything was captured. Therefore, all positions were elevated. And that means people didn't mind sweeping the steps because they knew that so-and-so was walking through and they were going to appreciate a clear step. You know what I'm saying? They Mm -hmm. didn't mind taking these other positions because they knew that it wasn't about who saw, who didn't see, am I on the camera, did they get my good angle? It wasn't about that. It was about we getting this work done. You know what I'm saying? And and we have to, in order for people to be open to taking any spot, we have to make sure that we're elevating every spot. You know what I'm saying? We have to make sure that we're saying, okay, look, this spot exists because it's needed. You know, so don't get into the hype of it. I know, you know, everybody wants to be in front of the camera, but don't, don't let that be a drawback for holding some of these other very important positions because that show might be, what, all day, but the planning on it is a month, you know, two months sometimes, you know, for those that have Mm -hmm. put events together and stuff, so many meetings and conference calls and this, that, and the other go into a two-hour, three-hour event, you know what I'm saying? And so we have to get out out of the show, out of the entertainment, and move into the point where, where we we can see the value that we add to this. Absolutely. You know, it's team spirit at the end of the day. It's team okay. spirit. It's about if you watch any team play and they they win, you know, everybody celebrates. The water boy, he's out on the That's court right. jumping. You know, it's not just the players getting the ring, man. I mean, I've seen the towel boy you know, flipping the tie. You think he ran up and down that court all day. He, okay. He's, uh, you know what I'm saying? I mean, they are just, yes, I've do. seen the towel boy get loose, get all yes. the way loose. Like, yo, is he getting a ring too? They get paid for that. And that's volunteer, Terry. You know, it's an honor for them to get to just wipe up sweat where a ball player fell. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? What it so it's the want. whole team. You know, they take that. You said again. <laughs> yeah, because and and fall. they take it personal, and it goes into paying yeah. dues. Many of them get yeah. careers in that, whether it be in the athlete, which you know, a team manager, the cats yeah. that you don't see. Many of them are not worried about the athleticism. That little yeah. white ball boy wiping the towel now will be team manager in in, in ten years. Yes. Yeah. You know, you yeah. didn't you slept on him, little Tommy. That was wiping the sweat mm-hmm. off Michael Jordan. Find out where little Tommy's at now. He might be part owner of a team. <laughs> you know, they get I'm, they get groomed, and they all have that. And part of that grooming is team spirit and connection to the team. That's why it's by hook or crook. That's why you when you hear the Enron scandal and these corporations call us, they go yeah. down with the team. That's why. Listen, when the fans come in, I don't know if you've ever seen the movies. Everybody's in the office shredding. Because everybody's going That's down right. with the ship. That's the whole right. office is shredding files. Right. Yes. Hey, hey, man, right. everybody in it. And that's how they play, even to the point if yes. they have to lie, cheat, and steal. Now, we're not asking that. We're asking for a more righteous movement. So if they're willing yes. to go that length in immorality and wickedness, how much more should we go for the right to to self-sufficiency, to exist in righteousness and morality. There shouldn't be anything we wouldn't give. And we're not even talking about in blood. It's like what um, our national director of our operations said. We're talking about in resources. You, black man and black woman, are a precious, yeah. valuable commodity, resource. Yeah, they know right. how much of a resource you are. They just don't treat you as precious and, and valuable. But exactly. they do know that you're, it's your blood, sweat, and labor that is the resource, not the so-called money you put value on money. By what you, by, why do you think they market things to us? I knew it was right. when it really dawned on me that it was a gimmick and it was we were the resource and we, they were targeting our dollar is when I seen the honeybee bust a two-step with Usher. I said, come on, the honeybee, Bust a two-step with Usher and outdid Usher. I think it won his own moves. I'm talking about the Cheerio honeybee. I knew then that we were being targeted for just exactly. loose, unaccountable dollars. You know what I'm saying? And that is that makes my labor, my spending, my intentions, my attention a resource. What right. I focus right. on, what I put into is the resource, my energy is a resource. And when we begin to see ourselves like that, that's why we're the people's party for self-determination. When we begin to see us as a people, a collective, I was talking to someone today and we were talking about the old days when our um, grandparents and parents raised us and how, I don't know if they, well, I guess consciously they knew they were instilling in us communalism and a village mentality when they would be like, don't be out there acting like a nigger. You know, it sounds harsh now, but that was their way of saying, remember that all eyes are on you and that what you do, the black race is held to that standard. And apparently there were people that came before me that acted in such a state that we defy as niggerism that my grandmother was warning me about falling in that state. There's people who preceded you that acted in such a damn way you better not even mimic them people. Don't even look like you're traveling down that road. So not only was I advised 
on how to behave. I was warned on how not to behave. And we don't do that no more. We turn them loose. Turn them loose. No social instructions. Social instructions of fear. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on, hold on a second. Listen, I'm I'm coming in my last four minutes. I love to hear from someone we see that I see we got listeners on the line. I'm glad that you took the time and allowed us to come into your living room and beat on your eardrums a little bit. Push one if you like to get in this discussion. <laughs> it's open. This is the people's platform, man. People's radio. And we'll recognize you in these last couple minutes. Love to hear your opinion on everything we talked about, from the NF, uh, NFAC to what we're talking about now, just social orders and disorders in our people and everything that is leading to the state that we're in now. Um, but until then, Seven, the mic is yours. Okay. And I, you're closing in four minutes. I'm not going to be long. But, you know, I wanted to remind people that not only are you a resource, but your dollars are resource, your children are resources, your neighborhoods are resources. This is where the gentrification comes in. This is where they're going to be pushing for these babies to go back to school and don't have no cap on this on this virus. But they're going to be pushing them to go back because they want that resource. You know, this is when we're going to see them. You know, watch how hard it's going to be to get a uh, get to see the judge now. Don't get locked up, black man. I'm just telling you. Or a black woman, depending on how you're living. But, you know, now you're not going to get to see that judge as quick as you thought you were before. You thought they were slow before. So, you know, I need Mm -hmm. you to understand that we are resources. Everything about us is a resource. And they are attacking slash mining. You know, you mine resources. And you don't mine them all at once or you're going to lose the whole crop. So what happens is they mind a little bit here and they mind it's so systematic it's sick, okay? So we have to understand the resources that we are and protect that. So when we have a group like we started the show talking about this coalition and they're trying to expend their resource and their gunpower and their militant understandings and their protection, we have to make sure that those resources that they're expending doing it aren't mined away from us, our community. So we have to be ready and willing to support them, and we have to be ready and willing to find find ways to support them. Don't say you ain't got no money. I'm not asking you for money. I'm asking you for support, and that's two different things. So, you know, I just wanted to put that out there in my last, you know, two minutes to talk, but um, let's value our resources and let's put them in action. Right on, right on. I totally agree. Listen, and I couldn't have said it better. I concur. Let's let's value our resources. Let's put them into action. Let's invest in the programs we see that are trying to invest in us. I don't want to hear about everything going to stick together. Let's invest in programs that are trying to invest in us. We've invested in less. We'll lose a draw. So if we see something trying to take shape and fruition, let's do what I'm all about, self-determination. Let's take mastery of it. Let's take control of it. Uh, I don't think that the brother would have a, a, a problem um, with people telling us, hey, man, great, what are you doing? How can we help? You know what I'm saying? We we know what yep. you stand for. You've said it. So how can we help? We ain't trying to come in and change a thing, man. How can we help? How can we bridge the gap? Um, how can we as a people fit under this umbrella? And then as we develop strong social programs, you know, we go to them and say, hey, we got this program going. Can we have that defended? Can we put that off in your strategic 
um, understanding or defense, understanding however you work that to have these institutions defended. And I don't think, I think that's what they're there for. Like, hell yeah, we got a school, we can manage this. I, I believe they'd be amped to see the people, like, not only supporting them, but building, having enough confidence in them to say, shoot, now we can start building a little less worried. Hey, I love it. But you know me, I'm black, so I can find a positive in anything black. In the OS, uh, national direct is it Na- national direct? Yeah, yes. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. In the OS, yes, national direct operation. <laughs> Listen, thank you for hanging out, man. I think Absolutely. I believe next week is 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 Chief's time, correct? It's Chief. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm sharpening up my teeth. Yeah. You're getting ready. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Chief, go. get your thing together. <laughs> I believe he may have our uh, uh, brothers, uh, the the Panther Forty Eight on there, brother E, brother Sight, yes. man. Always a hype, great discussion. If yes. you need to be brushed up on not just your political education, but just an assessment of what's really going on on that. It's not a level you can't understand, but it's a level that's going to make you think critically and outside the box. Absolutely. Tune in, check that out. Don't miss that. Go back, check out the old shows. Also, the July 4th um, um, radio program with Seven Breaks Down. Yes. Uh, tell us briefly, Seven, what a little bit of what the show was about. Uh, the show was about really understanding how the 4th of July is not for us. It was never founded for Absolutely. us. They have never included us in it. And don't think Juneteenth is a substitute. So um, Right on. So spark off those understandings as to... You know, we're, we're doing all this celebrating, right. but where's the work at? You know what I'm saying? So don't right don't get right too hyped in this celebration that you forget that this party you were invited to it. Now they'll take your dollar. Exactly. So they'll take the dollar from exactly. the fireworks. So we 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 I want them to I want them to check that show out because awesome. whether or not, like you said, point number one, the ten point platform of our party is we want freedom. So whether you make the choice. To celebrate or not celebrate, we want you to make an informed decision. Therefore, we'll know how to approach you, not in hatred or anything, but maybe in awe and a little wonder, but not out of hatred. <laughs> we'll at least know. So informed decisions are powerful decisions. With that, I'm not going to start a whole new show. I'm going to leave you as I greeted you. <laughs> and that's all, <laughs> that's all powers to oppressed people, African power to an African people, and black power. Black power. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.